0: the midst of your people on today God we yield totally unto you on today in the name of Jesus God we thank you we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost we thank you that the Holy Spirit is hoovering he's waiting God and we thank you that he's waiting to release the power God as the word of God goes forth so I thank you God that you have already filled my mouth And I thank you that as I speak unto your people on today, God, it would be like a fire that devours everything going on around them. It would be like a hammer which breaks the rocks into pieces. God, it will come like a two-edged sword that cuts, God. We just thank you for your word on today, Father God. And I thank you, God, for your angels of protection. And I thank you, Father God, that I have been crucified with Christ And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise on today. In Jesus' name, amen. How many know that God has turned it around for you? How many really know? Now, I'm not just saying it. And I'm not saying that when we say he's turned it around, we have to see it. Already turned around. Even though things are happening in our lives, we see a turnaround. Because God said whatever the enemy has meant for our harm, guess what? He's already turned it around. God has already fixed it. He's already made it for our good. He already done it even before it even tried to come. God's already turned it around through Jesus Christ. And that's enough just to give him praise for That's enough just to give him glory, knowing that it's already done. In the midst of my circumstances, I can say I know it's already done, no matter what it looked like, no matter how I feel. I'm here to tell you today that God has already done it. Take your eyes off the storm and put your focus on him and when you put your focus on him you ride right through the storm no storm can hold you not less you want it to some of us are still right in the midst of that storm but if we will take our mind off of what's going on in our lives and put our mind on him we will see that we're already out of the storm so come on give him glory hallelujah hallelujah I believe that God has a word for his people, and I thank God for the word last week about the name of Jesus and how powerful that name is and how we should not take that name in vain, that when we speak that name, guess what? Heaven is bowing, earth is bowing, and even under the earth is bowing at the name of Jesus because he exalted that name above every name. So when that name is mentioned, y'all, guess what? The demons are even trembling right now because they know that there's power in that name. So let's don't take that name lightly. Go with me to Genesis, the first chapter. Let's see what God has to say to us through Genesis in the beginning. Hallelujah, God. I thank you for your word. And I thank you, God, that the word is touching the lives of your people, even right now in Jesus' name. Shouldn't take us long, should it? Hallelujah. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form, and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. I want to read that again, and I want you to catch it. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Look at this. This is a God that we cannot see. So we know that God is a spirit being, but he created. And then it said, and the earth was without form. That means it was waste there. It was empty. It was void. There was nothing there. Can you imagine being in a place and you can't see nothing around you? There's just waste. Come on, just toe up from the flow up. And it said it was darkness upon the face of the deep. But I love this part. And the spirit of God was hoovering, was boarding. That means that he was sitting there waiting upon the face of the waters. He was waiting to release the power of God. And God began to speak and he said, let there be light. And there was light. This is what God want to do in this place. I want to talk about changing your atmosphere. Changing your atmosphere. I'm telling you, God has a way of doing things and Sometimes we don't understand um, what God is doing, but by and by we'll understand what he's doing. But it comes through an act of obedience. When we take the word for what it is and when God give us something, God's going to back it up with his word atmosphere we talk about changing the atmosphere as you see here in the book of Genesis we see that there was darkness there was waste there was um it was void it was empty there was nothing there so God began to speak what did he do he spoke into that atmosphere and there was light God began to speak what he wanted it to be let me say it again God began to speak what he wanted to be And God began to um, deal with me. He said, we got so many people, including me, because sometimes we can get off track. Because when stuff is going on around us, sometimes we have the habit of just opening our mouth and spitting out something. But God said, don't you realize that your words is what change your atmosphere? I don't know if you ever walked into a place and when you walk into that place, you feel gloom and doom. You feel a heaviness. You feel so depressed. You feel like it's a monkey riding your back. And you, like, I wasn't like this before I entered into this place. Come on, can I get some witnesses? That's because that place that you have entered, words change the atmosphere in that place. So we got to understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof, according to Proverbs 18. So we have to understand that you can either speak life to your situation or you can either speak death. When you speak death, that's the atmosphere that you're going to have is death. But when you begin to speak life, you're going to have life in the midst of your atmosphere. How do I know this? Because the Bible said the spirit quickens. That means, oh y'all! I'm telling you, my my baby is leaping because I'm gonna tell you, God is giving you a word that lets you know your atmosphere don't have to stay like it is in your home, on your job, no matter where you go, because He said the spirit quickens, and the and the flesh profit you nothing. We're spending so much time with trying to satisfy the flesh that we're forgetting that we're spirit beings. And when we begin to speak the words of life, there is a quickening that happens amongst us and around us. So the spirit quickens, the flesh profit you nothing. He said the words that I speak, you get it? The words that I speak unto you. Oh, there it is. The words that I speak unto you. The words that I speak. The words that I speak unto you. They are spirit. Oh, dole, I feel the spirit of God. They are spirit and they are life. See, we got to speak life in the midst of a dead situation. See, God is turning your atmosphere. He's changing your atmosphere. Because you got the power of God on the inside of you. Life. Oh, it's life in the midst of this room. It's life in the midst. Y'all better grab it. Y'all better grab what's in this room. He's in this room. So look at this. All of us have been wasting time. We've been speaking dread. We've been speaking gloom and doom. I'm here to tell you, y'all, I can be a witness to how this word will give you life. See, we can stay right there with the word that I speak. See, God sent me as a messenger today to speak life into your dad's situation. And if you would grab the word of God, which brings life, you will receive a quickening. Whatever is going on around you, life will come from that. So God began to show me, come on with it when things are happening in your home and the enemy want to cause havoc in your home and things seem like they just ain't lining up and you said, ah, that can't happen up in here. So area was going through that bug was going through and my baby was just going through and I'm just saying, God, this just ain't right. This just ain't you. And all of a sudden the spirit of the living God said, you speak to it. You speak to it. You tell it what you want it to do. I come in the house like a firebomb. Oh, no, in the name of Jesus, you're going to rise up. You are the healed of the Lord. Sickness can't stay up in here. You got to go in the name of Jesus. I looked at my baby and I said, you repeat after me. You tell that call. Go right now in the name of Jesus. You tell that cough, it can't stay here in the name of Jesus. And I begin to go through that house like a rocket. And I say, Thank you, God. Because you're reminding me. He said, change your atmosphere. He said, Sickness in this atmosphere. He said, Change your atmosphere. So as I began to speak to the atmosphere, guess what? Seemed like she was coughing even the more. You can't look at that. You got to look to him who's the author and finisher of your faith, which is Jesus Christ. So you got to know his words. His words is what bring life, not your words. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. The Bible said, he who keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. He who keepeth his mouth. Keepeth his life according to Proverbs 13. So that mean keep mean I have to guard my mouth. Why do I have to guard my mouth? Because guess what? I put some things in me that just wasn't right and the enemy is waiting for an opportune time for me to speak it and change my surroundings. But the devil is a yeah. So that's why you guard your mouth. Yeah. Have you noticed? I remember I went into this house and when I entered the house, I felt so much depression in that house. And I said, this man got to come home to this. I mean, this is deep, dark depression. It was just like the, 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 the air in the house. It was weighty. But it wasn't with the glory of God. So I said, God, show me how to tell this individual. Help me to let this individual know what's going on. So when I was speaking to them, I said, I want to ask you a question. I said, how do you feel when you leave your house? They said, I feel good. I said, well, how do you feel when you're in or back in your house? They said, I feel a weight. I feel depressed, and I know that's not me. I said, that's because that's what your atmosphere is. See, the, the, his wife was in that house laying around, complaining and mummering about this, that, or the other. And when he come home, he walked into the weight of it. I said, it's time for you to take authority over your house, over your atmosphere, because if you don't, it's going to attack you, and both of you going to lay around in that mess. Ain't nobody got time for that. Look at your neighbors. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's time for us to rise up, and see, when you look in Genesis, after God said, let there be light, and after he began to create by his spoken words, what did God do? Then there was man, male and female. He made in his image. Y'all got to catch this. Why did he make male and female in his image? He made us after his spirit. Why? He said, cause the same thing I'm doing, you got to be able to do it. And the only way you can do it is to be a spiritual being. So you had to be a part of me to do what I'm y'all. I'm telling you, God chose us. He didn't chose, choose those animals. He chose male and female to carry on what God was doing here on the earth. He gave us right and he gave us authority. So if we're not speaking into the atmosphere, do you know why there's so many viruses and bugs going around? Because we're speaking them up. When you go somewhere, the first thing people say, well, this right here is in the atmosphere. They say this right here is going on. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah, yeah. Is it in your house? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, in my house. We've been down with it for a week. Speaking all of that stuff in the atmosphere, words carry power. So when you're speaking, yeah, I'm so sick, I can't move, and it's just getting really bad. Oh, it's going to go through your whole house. Ah! People grab hold to that. And they began to speak the same thing. Understand that the Tower of Babel, what was they doing? Speaking. They were building a city. How did they build the city? By words. They had to come together and speak the same thing. And the more they spoke the same thing, the taller the building got. Y'all get it? The taller it got, words began to grow higher. And higher and higher until it's reaching that atmosphere. Sometimes it starts here. It's just like a root. And we're going to get there. When you plant something, it hasn't taken root yet. Amen. It ain't doing nothing yet. But the more you take what you plant. And you do what you need to do with that plant. It's going to take root. You put something in the ground. Brother Charles, you can walk right by. Pull it on up. Just as easy. But you leave it in the ground for a long It ain't coming up. And you keep pulling and, pu- and you pull it, but you ain't got the root yet. The root is still there. Come on, look at grass. You mow your grass. You dig up stuff. What happened? You getting some more grass from somewhere, right? So God say your words create your atmosphere. And if you're not um, keeping a guard over your mouth, if you're not keeping your mouth, you ain't keeping your life. Because God created words with power. And the enemy know if I can get you to speak negative words long enough, that's how your atmosphere is going to be. So God is telling us in this room today that words have power. So that's the first thing. God knew that his words have power. Let's look in the word of God to show you how words have power. I'm going to use Elijah, for instance. Y'all know how God gave Elijah a word. He said, tell them there's not going to be any rain. Did the atmosphere change? Yeah, no, rain didn't come for what? Three, three and a half years. Because he had the spoken word of God. So he spoke that word. Here go Elijah again. Come on, he was a prophet. He was speaking the word of God. God gave him the word. He was speaking the word. Guess what now? Y'all don't need, we have prophets because that's part of the fivefold, but you can use the word yourself. You don't need a prophet to tell you nothing. Because you have the word now. They use prophets in the Old Testament to bring the word to the people that come from God. God used certain people to carry his word. But now we have the word. So we don't have to go and say, are you a prophet? I need a word from the Lord. Or we don't have to send money somewhere to get a word. Some of y'all sending money. Some of y'all doing stuff you ain't got no business doing and got all you need in you. But getting back to Elijah. So Elijah spoke that word. There was no rain. So Elijah, he was the man of God. So then, y'all know what happened with Elijah in in 1 Kings 18. After he spoke that word, oh, Elijah been been um come against Baal. He was telling them what to do with Baal. You know, set up your altar. You know, we ain't going to put no um fire to that altar, none of this. You call on your God, I'll call on my God. The God that answers by fire. He said, then that's the true God. So y'all know what happened. Come on. These people, they were jumping up and down on the altar. Oh, Baal. Oh, Baal. They were cutting themselves. Can you know they had an atmosphere of what? Death. Because that's what they were doing. They were trying to do something on their own to get their God to answer. But Elijah knew his God. He had a relationship with his God. And he knew whatever he spoke. God was going to deliver what he was speaking. Right. Y'all know what happened to that altar. The fire of God came down and those people, some of them began to worship God. But, you know, he slain, he killed those prophets of um, Baal. But guess what happened? His atmosphere is getting ready to change. Right. When Jezebel, oh, let's talk about Jezebel. See, when you're doing the will of the Lord, yes. the enemy is going to send you opposition yes. to change your atmosphere. To bring gloom and doom in your atmosphere. But he got to have somebody to speak it. So what he did. He used Jezebel. And Jezebel sent a messenger. To Elijah. And said. The same prophet that you saw slain. You are going to be like that. On this. On tomorrow. Something like that. Elijah took those words. And it changed his atmosphere. He began to have fear. Based on what he heard and he began to what run for his life see how words will change your atmosphere come on you can be happy one minute you can be full of the love of God and then the next thing you know somebody come up on you and then everything began to change you're laying around you're saying I can't make it this ain't gonna happen that ain't gonna happen and your atmosphere began to change around you so we look also in the word of God, not only at Elijah, but you go to, we're getting back to Mark 4. When it was on that boat, there was a storm. Y'all know what happened in the midst of the storm? They were calling on Jesus. Jesus got up. He spoke to the storm. What did he do? He changed the atmosphere. Jesus knew he had power. He had right to do these things. Now, if we have the same Jesus on the inside of us. Why are we agreeing with the atmosphere that's around us? Why are we coming into alignment with what we see when we know what the word of God tells us? That's because it's fear. Because the enemy, when he gets you so fearful, you're going to be unbelieving. So you're going to start speaking just like a carnally minded person would speak. A carnally minded person will bring forth death. But a spiritually minded person will bring forth life and peace. I remember it was a storm. I can't remember what storm it was, but it was um, coming through. And I had my mother-in-law over there. It was so funny. And I had my best friend over there with me. And my husband was out. And we was up in there, me and my friend. We was glorifying God. We were speaking the scripture. And I mean, you can just hear that wind. Whoosh. Whoosh, you can hear trees popping. We kept on singing, we kept on glorifying God. All of a sudden, my mother in law told her daughter, down She said, Mama I ain't up. So actually, she was telling us to shut up, but we weren't gonna do it. You know why we weren't gonna do it? Because we know that greater is He that's in us than He that's in any storm. See, you don't know. God was keeping us. By us speaking, by us glorifying him and magnifying him, we was changing the atmosphere that was going on even around us. You can change your atmosphere by the words that you speak. Don't ever let nobody come in your house and speak gloom and doom. Because it's going to be left in your house. You can tell when somebody speaks witchcraft. Because you can feel that weight. You can feel that depression. You can feel like, I wasn't feeling like this before this person came in my house. So something just ain't right. They come in here and change my atmosphere. So some people are saying, how can a person come in your house and don't say nothing to change your atmosphere? Because they're bringing it with them. I'll give you an example. Look at Peter in Acts chapter 5. When Peter was speaking to Ananias and Sapphira, y'all know what happened to them. They died because they lied to the Holy Ghost. It wasn't enough that a husband lied. But then the wife come right behind the husband, knowing what he'd done, and she lied. So both of them were dead. But then after that, we see that um, God um, did miracles through the apostles. So the people, when Peter came in on the scene, they said, if just the shadow of Peter, would pass by us and overshadow us then these people would be healed guess what they did they prepared for the passing of Peter they laid the people there before Peter came why because they knew that Peter was carrying the word they knew that if Peter didn't say nothing that those people were going to be healed why because the glory of God was coming through Peter so what am I saying if you got a person that's speaking negative all the time they can enter your house and not even open their mouth and your atmosphere will begin to change because of who they are and what they represent. So that's why you got to cleanse your atmosphere. When you see change in your house, don't sit there and be lazy. You rise up and you begin to glorify God and you begin to speak life in the midst of that dead situation. Say not up in here. Atmosphere change by what you let come out of your television. This is what we did, me and my husband. When Jeremy was growing up, he was scared to sleep in his room. He wouldn't go in that room. And I said, Lord, what's going on? See, this is why you have to stay in communication with the Holy Spirit. So I said, what's going on? He shouldn't be scared to sleep in this house. You know, I'm, I'm praying up in him, I'm giving God glory. And I'm like, something's just not right. What is it? The Holy Spirit led me in his room, and when Jeremy was growing up, I would buy him these little Dragon Ball Z toys. Y'all know about the Dragon Ball Z? Matter of fact, I would watch it with the boy and and say, Jeremy, look at that. They getting ready to do something, buddy. So we'll sit there, and we'll watch that thing together, think I'm doing the mama and son thing. And the Holy Spirit began to tell me that represent evil. You got to get that out your house. So I went in there and I cleaned up Jeremy's room. I explained to him, baby, we got to get rid of all this stuff. We cannot entertain this stuff in this house. So I threw it all in the trash, got it away, turned around Jeremy's room. Jeremy slept in there that night. His atmosphere changed. Amen. See, this is nothing to play with. Anytime that you're watching fearful stuff, movies, And it's representing um, demonic. And you letting that play through your house. You're changing your surroundings. You're changing your atmosphere. And I'm going to tell you something, parents. Music that kids listen to, this rap stuff, it represent death. So when they're listening to this, what the enemy is doing is getting it down on the inside of them. Then you begin to see change in that child because it's death all around them. And that's what they represent is death. Think about what the rappers are saying. It's death. It's nasty stuff. It's dealing with pornography. It's dealing with all of this foolishness. And that's what they're talking about. So if they're in your house, and even if they're paying it low, it's in that area. But if you're in the spirit on the Lord's day, and you are going through your house and all of a sudden when you get to a certain room, it's just like, wait a minute. Right. Something right in here. I don't feel free in here. Right. Like y'all, y'all got to hear me. I don't feel free in here right. like I'm feeling over here. So you got to say, Holy Spirit, what's up in this room? Amen. And he's going to show you it's death in that room. He said, I'm about life and not death. So this is why we have to, in our home, we have to guard what comes in that house. I always told my son, what you do outside? That's outside here. But when you come in this house, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So I did a little test. I was in the office and Jeremy walked by me. Y'all, I talk about Jeremy so much because y'all, thank you, Jesus. Y'all just don't know. Some of you probably can agree with me. Some of you probably say, that helped me. Sister Phillips, high five it. <laughs> I ain't lying. That boy, that boy, I know God got something for him. That's why I have to keep him lifted up. Amen. But I was he passed by the office, and the Lord said, stop him and ask him this question. And I looked at Jeremy, and I said, Jeremy, I want to ask you a question. How do you see me? He said, Mama, I saw you like I always saw you. You wouldn't let me do nothing then and you ain't let me do nothing now (laughs) ain't nothing changed. you ain't let me watch nothing then you ain't let me watch nothing now so i said thank you jesus my son see me as being the same person so then when i would send my children to my dad's house y'all remember scooby-doo everybody let their kids watch scooby-doo but the lord told me uh -uh, they can't watch scooby-doo scooby-doo where are you you know all them ghost chasing stuff so I say, told Jeremy and Ari, I said, uh-uh, no more Scooby in this house. That represents death, that bring on fear. So when they went to my daddy's house, you know how grandparents is, go and turn on them cartoons. So they turned it on yeah, Scooby. He, they said, Granddad, we can why you can't watch Scooby? Because my mama said I can't watch Scooby, because it brings fear. He said, okay. He honored that. Because, see, when you got your atmosphere changed. And you're raising your children up the right way. When you send them somewhere else, you expect to send them in a place that's honoring what you honor. So you have to let them know, no, 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 my kids can't watch this. My kids don't do this. Why? Because it promotes something. I don't want my kids to be fearful because if they be fearful, they're not going to believe what the word of God is saying because fear is going to overpower them. So it's fear is a spirit. So you have to watch what you let go on in your house. Let me tell you something, y'all. It gets to the point that we can't be friends with our children. We love them. We bring them up. But we explain to them this is why we don't do this. And this is why we don't do that. Jeremy would say, I can never stay with nobody. I can never do nothing. I say, that's right. Well, mama, why do you think I turned out like I did? I said, because you chose to. Because that's not the way you were trained. I say, you made that choice. You chose death. You was raised up under life. But you get around certain people that's used to that atmosphere. And they want to say, what's up, dog? Where you hanging at tonight? You want to hang with us? You want to do this? You want to go smoke a little weed? And they feel like if I don't do it, I can't be a part of them. But let me tell you something. You should be the leader and not the follower and say, I wasn't raised to smoke weed. But see, kids these days are afraid. If I speak truth, I'm going to be by myself. But you can change the atmosphere, even what's going on in your school. Y'all remember this girl. True story. She was in school, and she loved the Lord, but she didn't really want people to know she loved the Lord. It was dealing with those shootings way back when, and she, she was torn between darkness and light. She would hang out with them, but she felt this yearning on the inside of her, letting her know it's wrong, but she felt like, I need to be a part of them. Y'all, it got to the point that she was really denying who she was. So finally, she opened up and she said, I'm going to be who I am. The same friends that she had were not the same friends she had no more. So she began to lead people to Christ. And people began to follow her. They began to ask her questions when they were having down days. So it was these two guys who always got picked on. They got picked on so much that they started watching these um, videos with guns and stuff on these little, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, What you call those little things xboxes so they started watching all of that stuff and watching them shooting watching them kill so it got so much in them they said this is what we are gonna do they made a plan to go to that school the very girl that was leading people to Christ she was coming outside and they said where's your God now and they shot her in the head there she is on the lawn the very ones that neglected her or, or what she believed in, her car was filled with flowers all around her car, what she represented. People were loving on her, but she was dead. What am I saying? Your surroundings, she, she even wrote, God even gave her visions that she drew 13 teardrops. I think it was 13. Those 13 represented 13 that got killed. She drew it way before it happened. She said, I can just feel it. I can feel this all around me. She didn't know what she was feeling. So she knew something was going to happen. What am I telling you? God does not leave you ignorant. Ignorant of Satan devices that's why the word is what quickens you the word is what gives you life this is why we have to take the word for what it is and we got to quit playing around with the word and we got to know that the word work outside of everything else we can't wait on nobody to feed us the word we have to get into the word ourselves so when they are feeding us the word we can eat that word with a surety with confidence with boldness and say that's what it says I received that. So when Paul came into the city, they knew that Paul was bringing the word. Paul was full of the word of life. He was bringing righteousness. He was bringing justification. He was bringing sanctification everywhere Paul went. He delivered the gospel of the kingdom. So his surroundings was nothing but kingdom. So when he come in the city, y'all know that girl that had the spirit of divination followed paul for days come on paul was going to prayer so i believe paul was just walking going to the temple but that spirit knew the glory of god and she began to say i know who you are come on the devils even know because your life is different and there should be change even around you so guess what paul did paul began to speak to that spirit of divination and when he spoke to that spirit of divination and told that spirit, you come out of her in the name of Jesus. Guess what? The man that was using her, he was losing money. So, you know, they had to beat, beat him down. They had to beat him down. Y'all know they put him in prison, put him in um, stops and all of this stuff. But one thing that Paul knew, Phyllis, prison is doom and gloom. Right. You know, when they lock you up in a cell, back then, those cells, it was total darkness. It wasn't like a a prison that people go in now. See, if they change those cells and put them in cells dungeons like they did in the Old Testament, they'll come out of there and won't go back because you ain't seeing nothing but the white of your eye, and If ain't nobody in there with you, you ain't even seeing that. That's just how bad it was back then with Paul and them. So Paul and Silas, oh, come on. They were in prison together, but one thing that they had that they couldn't stop. They had some praises. See, they was ready to change the atmosphere. They said, "We ain't gonna let this darkness overcome the light because we're gonna bring some light in the midst of this darkness." So they begin to pray. They begin to sing praises unto the Lord. And the Bible said there was a suddenly in the midst of that. Suddenly there was like a earthquake. There was like a shaking and going on. Why? Because the high praises of God was coming out of their mouth and a two edged sword was in their hand it didn't only help Paul and Silas it helped the ones that was in prison it unlocked all the prison doors so what am I saying when you're in your house and it's a person in there going through they may not even be saved but when you begin to glorify God and you begin to bring the life of God in the midst of your home guess what there's going to be a suddenly there's going to be a change in that home. It's either going to draw or it's going to drive them. Give you another example. This lady was uh, evangelist was married to this husband and the husband didn't treat her right. She wanted to divorce him. She wanted to get rid of him, but she know the scripture says a sanctified wife will sanctify that husband. But if the unbeliever want to leave, let him leave. So she said she come in the house after service. She went in her room and the Holy Spirit told her. Say, I just want you to open your mouth and say, devil, get up out of here. She opened her door, opened her mouth and said it. And the husband said, you talking to me? She said, she ain't seen him since. She changed her atmosphere. See, God was building her up for such a time like that. See, sometimes you try to get rid of people the wrong way. The only thing you got to do is let them high praises of God come out of you. Let the two-edged sword be in your hand. And see, the thing is, flesh, no flesh. But when you operate, in the spirit flesh got to die. Flesh is going to be crucified. There was another incident in the Bible, and I'm going to tell you how atmosphere changes. There was Paul, and there was Barnabas. They were two. They were going together on the same journey. And Paul said, let's go again and check on these churches again in Acts 15. And um, Barnabas said, okay, but let's take John with us, which surname was Mark. And Paul said, "Uh uh-uh, John can't go with us because he didn't go with us to all of these churches. So we can't bring him with us. So there was so much contention, so much disagreement between them that was so sharp. Can you imagine how the atmosphere was? They departed and they went their separate ways. So what am I saying? You can walk in somebody's house. You can even walk in this church doing a meeting. And nobody's saying nothing. But you can walk right in the midst of the atmosphere and say, what's going on in here? Nobody ain't saying nothing. Then you know there was a disagreement. When there's a disagreement amongst you, the atmosphere changes. There's no more peace in that atmosphere. There's offense in that atmosphere. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling me you were offensive before you went. So you just release what you already had in you. This is why you got to check yourself. You can't go in a meeting. You can't go nowhere until you deal with yourself and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I'm hurt. I'm wounded. I'm going through in certain areas, and you got to allow the word to minister to you because you're going to bring that mess in your house, in the church, and we got to have people that deal with it through the word. We are peacemakers. That means that when we're in the midst of uproar, when we're in the midst of debate, we bring peace. And when we bring peace, that atmosphere is going to shift because they're going to look for us to do something that they're doing. But when we do total the opposite, Your atmosphere begins to change. The Bible tells us that where envy and strife is, there is contention and every evil work, according to James, the third chapter. So what is that telling you? When you got envy in a place, when you got strife and anger in the place, you're inviting evil right behind it. All kinds of evil coming right behind it. So your house is full of these things. This is why you have to check your atmosphere. Sometime a feeling will come on me. I'm like, what's that? That do not supposed to be there. I ain't got nothing to be, mm, nothing ain't happened for me to feel this way. So I got to start praying in my heavenly language. I got to start building myself up in my most holy faith. And as I'm doing that, guess what it's doing? It is going through the atmosphere and change is beginning to come. Through that atmosphere. So we got to know that we can speak those things that be not as though what? They were. Y'all, I'm telling you. God is saying we as Christians have to be the ones to change the atmosphere. Because he has given you the power to do it. Look at your neighbor. It's time to change your surroundings. If you want change on your job, you be the change. See, we're waiting on everybody to say, good job, good job. Nobody don't have to tell you you're doing a good job because you out to please God and not man. I'm out to do the work of the Lord, not man. So if you never tell me good job, I'm going to know that I'm doing a good job because, Brother Charles, I'm doing it unto the Lord. But if I leave this place, you're going to know what I was doing because it's going to be tore up from the floor up. And you're going to know, oh, they were doing a good job. I need for you to come back up in here. Because as soon as you left, seemed like everything began to cr- You don't even have to open your mouth. Just walk in. Because guess what? That fresh wind yeah. that you're bringing with you, people going to know, wow, just to be around you. I have peace like I never had before. I feel the peace. And when you connect with somebody with peace, you'll be like, mm, Y'all, I met this lady, just met her for the first time, and I had to go over to a house for something. And when I walked in the house, whoo! I felt so much peace. And I looked at the lady and I said, I don't know you. I said, but it's something, which I knew what it was, but I said, it's something about you. And when I'm around you, seem like I can linger around you all day, and I know I got a home, but I don't even want to go to it. Not that my home was tore up. It was just that I could relate to the peace that she had around her and I was like wow it felt so good and that was in my earlier years and then I met one lady I was riding in a vehicle and I was back there in the vehicle oh and it just felt so good and I said mm, I got to have me one of these she said baby ain't the vehicle still anointing oh I said glory be to God so you got to understand somebody can drive a pinto but just sitting in the pinto you say I ain't never liked the pinto before but I'm understand when you speak in the word of God and whatever you speak the word of God in people want it people want it you can walk in, in let me tell you this I got some news for you If your house full of anger don't think it's gonna change overnight this is what you do oh lord let me get the whole oh, pastors coming <laughs> hallelujah jesus Pastor, walk in this house y'all need to change your attitude see you can't cleanse it overnight because first of all you ain't even asked forgive me you ain't even asked for no forgiveness now you're trying to take a bottle off and change something then somebody come through the door and they slip it. Because you done put so much oil around there trying to get rid of stuff. And you ain't even cleanse your ass. You cleanse it with your words. All right. yeah. Those words are words of life. That's why he gave us the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. What's that part? Sing it, Miss Mary. <laughs> ain't that what we teach people in church? And some of them don't even know what it is. We tell them about the Bible, but when you instill that word in them, this is why when your children are little, you begin to instill the word. So when they get old, they won't depart from it. They're going to come back to what you've been in. Inst- Y'all, that's how it worked. That's why God said that nobody, he said, you're mine. You belong to me. Nobody will be able to pluck you out of my hand because you were mine from the beginning and you coming right back to me. See, this is why we have to take the word everywhere we go and change the atmosphere that's going on around us. And we have to be what? Peacemakers. I was talking to someone last night. It was so funny. I was talking to my sister. My sister's like this. If you're not a good waiter, you don't get no tip. You're going to be nice to me. I'll be nice to you. So we was having a conversation last night, and I was telling about a restaurant we had went into, and we had asked, uh, my food wasn't right, and I told him the food wasn't right in a nice way. And she said, I'm going to get with my manager. And I said, okay. She said, well, the manager is gone. And I said, okay. So she come back. She said, you don't want that, do you? I said, no, I don't want it. She said, okay, I'll take it off your bill. Next person said, well, mine ain't right either. Can I change it sometime? No. Nasty. Thank you, Jesus. So we still gave this woman a tip. So I was telling my sister about, she said, you did what? I said, we left. Why did you leave a tip? I say, because you do unto others the way you want others to do unto you. And they're going to remember I was nasty to them. But they still gave me a tip. So the next time you see them, they're going to come to you and say, you know what? I was wrong for what I did. You still supposed to show love. You still supposed to change that atmosphere with the love of God. No matter how they do you, you supposed to bring the kingdom unto them. Yo, we got some such holy folk, holy Christians that get behind the pulpit and tell you, Love your neighbor. As you love yourself and get in the restaurant. You gonna clean that up? Clean it up. Just got through saying, love your neighbor. As you love yourself, Amen. you met the spirit. Where's your manager? It's a way you do things Amen. to let them know what kingdom you're from. We're the ones that walk in y'all and change the atmosphere. And guess what y'all? This is just the first part of this teaching. Can I go into part two? Yes. Going back to Genesis one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't want to miss not one scripture. Going back to Genesis 1. Remember when God spoke, let there be light. This is the key. When you're speaking to change the atmosphere, you have to believe in what you're speaking. This is why it says through faith by faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. It took faith for that to happen. Now some of us are speaking because we're speaking behind someone else. But you got to understand that what they spoke had to take root first. See, you have to get a root in you dealing with the word. That's why the Bible say out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak. Paul said we have the same spirit of faith. So Paul said I'm only going to speak what I believe. So Paul spoke what he believed and that's why manifestation came forth on what he spoke. Come on y'all in the book of Acts they didn't go around and just lay hands on people all day. Brother Charles, they spoke the kingdom. They spoke the good news, the gospel and people were healed, delivered, and set free. Why? They spoke the whole word. They gave you a whole plate of stuff. They gave you healing. They gave you deliverance. They gave you prosperity. They gave you joy. Why do you think that man fell asleep and died? All right. Paul talked so long. Paul said, "That's all right. Leave him right there. I'm gonna come up and revive him." Right. Why? Because he know the word brings yeah. life. So then, this is what I'm saying. Y'all, we are carriers of life, but we have to believe in what we're carrying. If you ain't believing in what you're carrying, why are you speaking it? You know why we speak it? Because if you want people to know I know the word. No, if you know the word, you should know the word is working even before you speak it. We want people to know, I know where it's at in scripture. I know this is true, but your lifestyle is not Lining up with what you believe. How do I know? Because people still got their hands stuck in their pockets. Holding on to their money. Yeah. See when you believe what the Bible say. Your hands are always open. Yeah. Not yet. When somebody mentioned money. You see your hands closed. And they're trying to help you. Because see when you're speaking. When the Bible say give. You know why you're speaking that? Because you're changing the atmosphere. See, when you don't know what the word of God is saying, it's because you ain't been in the word long enough to know, to get revelation, to get light from that word. And then God began to show me. We're looking at how you got to believe that word. I'm going to give you another example. Remember what the word does. When we speak the word, the Holy Spirit is waiting for that word to be spoken so he can release that power upon that word so we can see the manifestation of that word so guess what here come jesus jesus was out of town y'all he was about his father's business but jesus got word that lazarus was sick even unto death but darling jesus didn't run and try to say i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming i'm gonna be there shortly no jesus didn't he said lazarus ain't dead Lazarus is sleeping the disciples was with Jesus They ain't understand Jesus them followers of Christ Jesus waited how many days was it four? four days I guess Jesus said I want to make sure he's really dead because I want them today to know the resurrection and the life so look they're gonna come to Jesus was it the first one the, uh, Martha was she the first one or Mary to say rabbi Master, if you had a been here, my brother would not have died. And I believe Jesus said calmly, I'm the resurrection. Listen at this. I'm the resurrection. He's telling them who he is. I'm the resurrection and the life. Those that believe on me, they shall what? Live and not die he just spoke the word and jesus went on where is he he's dead he's been four days he stink right now first thing that jesus said is who roll away the stone this is the first thing you got to do there's things that's in front of us that we got to speak to Before you can get to the root of some things, you got to know what you're dealing with. Roll away your stony heart. Roll away your disbelief. You got to get rid of that hardened heart first. And then we can work miracles amongst you. A hardened heart is where you're more sensitive to the natural than you are the supernatural. So when you roll away the stone, he said, roll away the stone. Once they rolled away the stone, Jesus began to speak to death. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And guess what? If he had say said anybody else, he would have raised all them dead folk. But he was just after one. He was after Lazarus because he knew it wasn't Lazarus' time. So he said, Lazarus, come forth. He was speaking life because he is the resurrection and life. But when Lazarus came forth, y'all, he was still bound in grave clothes. See, there's still work you have to do. This is why when your body gets sick, your body still got to be restored. Oh Even when you speak in healing, you got to speak to your body and say, body, now I command you to go back to your original state. Amen. Weakness, I command you to go and I speak strength right now to my body. See, because once you speak to that sickness or disease, that sickness and disease came and done something. Amen. So you got to speak to your body and say, ah, uh-uh, Amen. you're going back the way you were created. You got to speak this into the atmosphere. See, your body responds to the word of God. So Lazarus responded. He said, now move them grave clothes. So we got to take off these grave clothes that we have picked up. The things that's been wrapping us and entangling us, we got to be loose from those things. And I hear the spirit of God say, some of y'all ain't loose from those things. You hiding behind them grave clothes. But God is saying he come today to say be loose from every situation in your life that you. And and guess what I see y'all. Y'all see how mummy is wrapped up. I see you pulling on that thing and all of a sudden it's getting turned around. It's getting turned around because you saying I'm loose from that. I'm loose from every hurt. I'm loose from anger. I'm loose from bitterness. Why? Because God has come and loosed me through his son. So I don't have to be bitter no more. I don't have to be angry no more. I don't have to be unforgiving no more. I don't have to be sick no more. I don't have to be broke no more. I don't have to be lonely no more. I'm telling you, we have to speak those things that be not as though they were. So Lazarus come to life. So this is what I'm telling y'all. God is saying, you speak into your atmosphere. Quit waiting on people to do it. Nobody ain't going to stay in your house with you all the time. You got to take control of what's going on around you. This is my prayer. Lord, help me to be aware of my surroundings. Lord, allow discerning of spirits to operate in my life so I'm aware of what's going on around me see God is show people what's happening in a place you know where strife is because you in the spirit you know where every evil work is because you in the spirit this is why when we come into the house of God we saturate this atmosphere with him how do we saturate this atmosphere with him the first thing that we do the teachers they begin to teach and, and change the atmosphere from the beginning. Then you have Judah that come in. The songs that they sing supposed to saturate the atmosphere. If those songs are not saturating and you feeling heavy, it's because they're heavy. I'm going to say it again. If the atmosphere is not being saturated and you feeling heavy, you feeling like hmm, something just ain't right. It's something not right on Judah. It's somebody that's not fully connected. It's somebody that's not fully there. It's a weak link there. How do I know? Because the Bible tells us, is it in 2 Chronicles, the 5th chapter? It said when they were on one accord, the musicians, the singers, everybody had to be on one accord. They were singing the same thing. The musicians had to be in tone with the words that were being sung. And as they were in tone together, the glory of... Oh, y'all don't hear me. The glory of God was coming into place. And the priest couldn't even do nothing. See, this is what's happening in the church today. You can't just get on a choir and just say, I have a voice. That voice has to be in tone with the spirit. That means that when you get a song, that song have to be so deep within you that when you open your mouth, it come out of you like a fire. And people begin to connect. The ones that's not being able to raise their hands, when you begin to sing it out of you because you believe in what you sing, all of a sudden, hallelujah, glory be to God. I know the spirit of the Lord is in this place because I feel the peace of God see that's how it's supposed to be in song why because it's coming from your heart out of your belly that's your heart I'm gonna give you something that's why you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost see the more you in with his word you in with him and you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you getting up and you declare decreeing and declaring his word in the atmosphere it's gonna start at your ankles but then, when you keep on decreeing and declaring and giving him glory, it's gonna come to your knee. And then, when you keep on giving him glory, it's gonna come to your waist. And it's gonna get to the point that you can't do nothing but swim in it. And you're gonna see change around you. It's supposed to happen in your home, before it happen in church. Some of your ankles ain't even wet. Ain't he touch your ankle? Cause you don't get up giving and praying. You don't lay down giving and praise. You don't give him thanks during the day. But you want to come into church and tell somebody what to do. And you ain't doing it yourself. How can you change atmosphere in here and your atmosphere in your home is tore up? You go home, you curse. Sit out. Don't look at me. I ain't cooking you nothing. Cook your own food. Come in church. Woo! Woo! your husband looking at you. Still hungry. All right. Had to come church to get a meal. Because she won't cook it at home. And she, Ooh, what you been eating? You got more energy than I do. Amen. So we change y'all. Our atmosphere. We change it. God is saying quit waiting on people. To bring change. You're the change. You should know that when you walk in places, that the atmosphere is getting ready. You should be so confident. Darling, when you walk in a place, say, you getting ready to get some business. All right. well, why am I getting Because I'm in here. Amen. And if I come in here, business is going to come right behind me. Amen. So see, every time you, you go to Kim's and get your hair done, say, girl, you getting business. But I'm in here now. You getting ready to get more business. Can you handle it? That's what you got. You got to be so sure of yourself. But see, Kim got to have that surety first. She got to say, oh, every chair in here full. God, I thank you for blessing these hands. You have given me power to get well. God, I thank you that when it gets full, show me how to orchestrate. God, show me what to do. It gets so full, Kim will be, you know what? I'm going to get somebody else to do the work, and I'm just going to tell them what to do. You don't have to wait on no license to be no instructor. I'm going to hire you to follow my instruction. See, that's what God does. God put you in a place to show people what need to be. And you'll be like, mm, thank you, Lord. Why? Because you're spending time with God and God is giving you what you need. Y'all, we work too hard sometimes. Amen. But it starts with obedience. First thing you got to do is do what the word tells you to do. And you change your atmosphere. And you keep that atmosphere changing. And when you're walking in the spirit, you know when, when your atmosphere is not right. When a person come in your house and they're a backbiter, they're a gossiper, you got to tell them you got to go. Because as of me in my house, we serve the Lord. We don't gossip up in here. We're not a tailbearer up in here. Because, you know, when you be a tailbearer and a gossiper, it bring wounds. So what we have to do is change the atmosphere, y'all. And we change it by our words and what we say. And the only way we can change it is being in the word of God for ourselves. Don't wait on nobody. To tell you to get in the word. You get in the word for yourself. Quit trying to get somebody to give you. You know, this is what saddens me. Just because somebody knows somebody a prophet. They go to them. Some of them go to them stinkily. Hey, how you doing? How's your day going? You know, the Lord showed me some. Maybe you can help me with it. I'm going to tell the ones that feel like they're prophets. Or think they're prophets. You better open up to the spiritual realm. And know who you're dealing with because if you keep dealing with that person and giving that person that or trying to put yourself out there like I hear from God. I know I hear from God. It's a moving and a shaking when I speak a word. Then those people are going to hang on to you. They ain't going to hang on to God. They're going to hang on to you. It is time for us to take the word for what it is and use that word and know that when we're speaking that word and because we are believing that word, We don't have to wait for nothing. We just know it's already changed. Y'all, it's time for a change in our atmosphere, first of all, in our home. And if we get the atmosphere changed in our home, when we come into the house of God, it won't be like, uh, People come in here to get revived. They come in here to get restored. From Judah, from Sunday school to Judah unto me. Now, if I'm the last one getting up here and everything else was tore up, I know my atmosphere. Something right up in here. So we're getting ready to go into some battle because the enemy trying to stop something. See, when you minister in the word, people get offended too by the word. And you can feel that offense coming at you. And that's why, wait a minute, I bind that in the name of Jesus. See, that's why you got to be in the spirit to know what's going on around you. So I'm telling you, don't let your atmosphere change for death. Let your atmosphere bring life. And that life comes through what? The word of God. I got one more scripture. Y'all remember in the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter. Isaiah, he was a sinner and he knew he was one. But God gave him a vision. And the vision that he gave Isaiah, he saw, was it the seraphims or the cherub, which one, seraphims? They were just singing the same note over and over and over and over again. And guess what? The glory of God began to come in and as the glory of God began to come in guess what Isaiah said I'm a sinful man basically and y'all know the coals hit his mouth his tongue and that's when he said I'll go send me see there was a change in the atmosphere because of the words that was being spoken and when those words was being spoken he could see the glory of God Feel the temple. It's time for change. First of all, in your home, you can't come in here and try to change nothing. Amen. If that changing happening in your home, don't leave your atmosphere the, cha- the same. Use the word of God to change that atmosphere. Y'all, people have emotions every day. Amen. People change. One minute they laugh, and the next minute they say, "I'm gonna knock you out." They change just like that. Somebody can make you mad that quick. You just happy, happy, happy. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. I have to use my husband, y'all. I'm using Jeremy again, and I am going to close. I had to go somewhere and have a counseling session. It was with a lady, and my husband, he'd just gotten off work, and I was dealing with guess who? <laughs> Jeremy. I stormed out of that house. After I fussed him out, I didn't curse him out. I fussed him out. As soon as I saw my husband, My husband's smiling, y'all coming up sidewalk. He looked in the house at me, he said, he said, I knew. I'm going in there, I'm going to wear his tail out. (laughs) He already knew it was Jeremy. So I get in the the car, getting ready to crank up. Holy Spirit said, "Mm mm-mm. How can you leave your house that way and go in the minister to somebody else? I had to go right back in that house and guess what I had to do? Apologize to Jeremy. <laughs> and I had to ha- ask the Holy Spirit to help me to apologize because the only thing I can see is myself ringing his neck but I said Holy Ghost help me with my son because right now I can't go I'll cancel this session before I go in there like this and he helped me y'all and I could just feel the love of God flowing through me I'm telling you y'all your children, they'll kill your atmosphere. Y'all think, and a husband, a husband, it'll be worse than the children. I'm, I'm telling you the honest God truth. A husband and wife have a spat; the children know it. The husband and wife be sitting there watching TV, and the kids are coming in. It ain't like, "Hey, how was your day? How was your day? All, all business like. How was your day, Daddy? How was your day?" Daddy, Or, Mama, how was your day? Ask your daddy. (laughs) Yup. Is that right, honey? Ask your daddy. Is that what we do? But then we have to make it right. That's why there's reconciliation. You have to make it right, and you got to explain to them kids, that wasn't right. I shouldn't have treated your daddy that way. That was wrong. We don't bring that in this house. So when a child grows up, they want their home to be like your home was. The first thing they'll say is, I want to raise like that. This is what my mom and daddy did. So we're going to work it out like they worked it out. See, that's what we're supposed to do with our children. We're supposed to give them an environment that they love to be in. We're supposed to give them an environment that they know if they don't have peace at school, I can get me some peace at home. Because your house is supposed to be peaceful enough that when you're on the outside, you're saying, that's on the outside. But when I come in the inside of my house, that's where my peace is. We're supposed to have a peaceful environment, and that peace come through you, and it come through you through the word of God. So whatever you're holding on to, do you know you take it home with you and you sleep with it? Do you know why you're tossing and turning in your bed? Because you ain't dealt with what's dealing with you because you don't want to give it up. Anything that you don't want to give up, you're living with it. You're laying down with it. You're waking up with it, and you're saying, good morning. How are you? Same old day, same routine because you're afraid to let go of it because you feel like you don't have control if you do. The Holy Spirit is the one that wants control, y'all. So let go of everything that's holding you. You let go of it, it will let go of you. And don't blame it on, my house wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for that man. You got the power of God in you. Light's supposed to expel darkness. Quit blaming it on that husband. You saturate your house with the peace of God. If he don't want to be there, he'll leave. You don't even have to ask him to leave there. Say, I can't stay in here in this. I can't even rest in here. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. That's what you do. Quit worrying about them and do what the word of God is telling you to do. Let's change our atmosphere. When we change it, we change our surroundings. I don't know about you, but I love walking that floor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're still good. Saturate this atmosphere, God, with you. You end up commanding just like God did. And all of a sudden, and let me tell y'all, this is funny. We gave daddy a little birthday dinner just as kids yesterday. And um, we sat down and we were just eating. And before, they didn't even know it. My sister sat in my chair. She said, nope. My brother was the first one to sit in the chair. This is what he said. How clever! girl? I can go to sleep right here. Just sat there. I can go to sleep right here. So then I said, oh. Sister got in the chair. Where you get this chair from? I want to get me one of these. Everybody wanted a part of that chair. Why was it? Because it was his glory. It wasn't a chair. It was the anointing of God. Because see, I done circled that room. Just kept circling it with his goodness, with his loving kindness, with his peace, with his joy, I just said, God, I give you glory because you are manifesting yourself even in the midst. So I praise Jesus for a change in the atmosphere. Will the atmosphere try to go back the way the enemy wanted? Yes. Because somebody will come in there and start hollering. Hold it. Back up. Not in this house. Uh-uh, we're going to saturate this. We're going to have that in this house. That's why granddaddy would say, you got a home? Go to it. Not up in this house. I got peace in this house. That's how it's going to remain. Come on, give God glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't God good? So, 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 so good. Do we have any visitors at this time that would like to stand? We're going to. Move forth with our announcements if we have any new announcements. And then we'll do our tithes and offerings and we will...